This is an interview with Bewitcher on August 6th, 2016 by Nick Perkel. Now, dude, tell me your name and how many bands you're in right now. Uh, my name is Matt, a.k.a. Unholy Weaver of Shadows and Incantations, uh, and Bewitcher is my only band right now. Okay, awesome. What bands have you been in, in like, uh, previously? Um, for a few years, I was in a band called Stone Creep. It was more like a melodic death metal type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we... Did some touring and all that kind of stuff, and then when that came to an end, that was when we started uh, Bewitcher. I started with the old bass player from that band. So, I see. Excellent. Now, tell me, like, how has your musical taste evolved over the years? Musical taste, as far as that goes, I think it's probably more like uh, evolved more into like a punk rock kind of style. I've, you know, I've just been into black metal for a while and stuff like that. But uh, you know, it kind of it's it's come full circle because I'm back into the classic, you know, '80s metal and all that kind of stuff, the newest British metal and and all that early speed metal stuff. So it's kind of uh, where I started and then where I've ended up. So tell me about, like, your musical history in the Portland, Oregon music scene. Um, like I said, we've kind of been in bands in and out uh, for the last uh, probably 10 years, you know, playing shows in that town. And uh, I'd say right now it's, the scene in that town is uh, as good as it's ever been. It's uh, probably the best I've ever seen it. So it's kind of... Uh, kind of been an up and down type of thing but it's really healthy right now so it's, it's cool to see some some legit bands and a lot of fans coming out to the shows and stuff yeah i agree i mean it's just like i, I got to hit up the famine fest last year and yeah. it just it blew my mind um just how friendly the fans were but like also like the numbers of people at the shows it, it really felt like a very strong presence there yeah, and they're passionate fans too. They like they're they're legit about it, you know. It's not just they're, they're not just there to hang out with their friends or whatever. It's like they're there for the music, you know. You can tell there's a energy there that wasn't there in the in past years, you know. Yo, what is it like being a black metal band in Portland, Oregon today? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question because I don't really consider Bewitcher to be a black metal band. I guess where I feel like we're more of a heavy metal band. So. Yeah. Um, but. Well, what is it like being a metal band in Portland then? It, it didn't used to be a good thing. It was uh, really hard to hard to get anywhere as a metal band in Portland. But like I said, everything's turned around, and so I think uh, you know that that city has just become kind of one of those hotbeds for for metal recently. So it's kind of a interesting thing to see so, the evolution of it. Who's like the main songwriter of the group, or is it kind of like an equal type thing? Um, I would say that I do most of the songwriting, but there's definitely like a lot of ideas being bounced back and forth. So. The way we've been doing it lately is uh, all you know, kind of come up with the main structure of the song on, on guitar or whatever, come up with the riffs, put it together, and then uh, I'll get together with our bass player, and he'll uh, work with me on getting drum. We'll just do some drum tracks, you know, with the, uh, the fake drums or whatever, just kind of get a general idea of what we want to do, and then uh, we'll do a demo and hand it to the drummer, and then he'll put in his own two cents on it, and that's kind of how the songs are coming together lately. So, like... With this new drummer, like, how much input does this guy have when it comes to the performance and songwriting compared to, well, like, how things in, used to be? Yeah. Um, he came in kind of like when, when we had all the material already written, so he didn't really have a lot of input, input on how the songs sound today. He's definitely thrown his own, his own flair on it and done, done some cool stuff with the drums that we didn't think of. But uh, the, uh, I think the input from him will probably end up being stronger on, like, the second record. Um, just because all the stuff, like I said, was already written when he came into the band. So, yeah, I could appreciate that. Um, so, like, some of my favorites are "Rebellion," "At the Gates of Heaven," "The Sin Is in Her Blood," and "Rome Is on Fire." 
For you, what were your three favorites from the demos? It's like asking to pick your three favorite children. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't um, worry, they're not listening. <laughs> um, you know, I don't really, I don't know if I have a favorite song. I think when Speed to Your Bleed came came out first, when we finished that one, that was definitely one of my favorites, just because it's got that blasting, you know, rock and roll spirit to it. Um, I like, I like the same songs that you mentioned actually. In the night, The Cult Rise is another one that I like a lot. So yeah, now I remember um, probably my first um, interaction with like the Portland scene um i tried to do uh, a number of radio shows promoting the time warrior records compilation um yep. did you end up using that track that you were planning on contributing for that release yeah the track on that one was actually a demo version of uh harlots of hell which you played a couple times i think yeah um and so it's it's basically the same song it's just a different recording and it has a different uh production feel to it because it was just a little more low budget than the uh version that's going to come up on the album here so um we did end up using the same song but it is a different version so if and when that time warrior cop comes out um i would still recommend getting it if you're you know looking for a newbie wizard track because it's definitely got its own kind of feel to it yeah yeah funny uh funny thing i was actually playing that song right when you were calling so i uh, i heard it yeah <laughs> yeah that's cool now can you tell me a bit about each of like the three demos um like how they were recorded and uh, just like thinking about like that, just because like I, I really do love bringing around the uh, Grand Rights of the Wicked cassette in my car just because it's such a pain bringing around every single cassette. Sure. That's kind of why we did it. And the other reason was, you know, for people that didn't get their hands on the first copies, you know, and now they got all three. So, um, but uh, as far as the demos go, I mean, we did them all in our bass players uh, on his home setup. So uh, the first one, Satanic Panic, we just kind of, it was just some, I had a bunch of songs written, so basically all the stuff on Wild Blasphemy and Satanic Panic are from the same era of songs that I kind of wrote all at the same time, and they just kind of got split up. But, um, so yeah, I mean, we just we just did them at, uh, at a bass player's place, and the, you know, like I said, kind of the way that I described how we write songs is kind of the way those demos came together. Um, not a really, not a whole lot of stories I remember about it, because we were, uh, we were drinking through the whole thing, so <laughs> yeah, tend to tend to forget some of that stuff. Can you tell me about like what it was like when you recorded those two bonus tracks? Because I believe you were gonna do a split with a band called Brutal Wolf Sex, and that's correct. Yeah, that ended up um, falling through the cracks or something. But you ended up releasing the files for the fans that got it. Um, yeah. What were those songs like to record? I believe it was In the Sign of the Goat and Hedge Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those were, yeah, like I said, uh, we kind of had those songs laying around. Um, we talked about doing the split with uh, with Wolfsex. Uh, we had uh, some problems with the label that was going to put it out and ended up folding before the thing got released. So we had to uh, bail out on that. And then it felt bad because, you know, like I said, some, of those, some people that pre-ordered the, the tape, the split, they got the tracks for free, but those... The rest of them, you know, for all intents and purposes, they never saw the light of day. So we figured put them on the, uh, the compilation, a couple bonus tracks, and give people a little bit more for their money, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, what was the it like when you were writing uh, Hot Nights and Red Lights as well as Harlots of Hell? Um, well, Hot Nights was actually uh, an unreleased track from the Midnight Hunters demo era. Um, that one we just didn't put on there. Um, for whatever reason, I think we were going to use that for a split too, as I recall, but uh, we just never got around to doing it. 
And then uh, Harless was, like I said, we did that for the Time Warrior comp. So yeah. kind of, uh, I kind of, I kind of had a riff and put a song together. And because Brian from uh, Time Warrior wanted uh, an exclusive track, so we figured give us a couple of weeks, we can put something together and record it. And that's how that came together. So. Like, what is it like seeing a typical Bewitcher concert live? We try to put as much visual uh, candy in there as possible. Um, it's it's a very occult kind of vibe. It's what Eric Danielson from uh, Watain would, would describe as the temple of chaos, because you have all this crazy going on um, in, the, in, the, in the front, you know, with yeah. the band. And then you got the uh, serene candles and, the, you know, the fog and everything else kind of in the background that's got this very like we're just juxtaposition thing going on so yeah that's sort of how we uh like to you know to portray it on stage um now anything else you want to say about uh like live bewitcher shows oh um oh wait wait what are some good concerts you guys come got coming up this year well, we don't actually have anything booked right now that I can actually talk about. We're talking about we want to do our uh, album release show um, probably in September or October, and um, we have something tentative, but I can't really announce it yet because it's not set in stone. So okay, um, yeah, but yeah, we're we're working on some cool stuff. So definitely uh, keep keep track, and we'll we'll bring it to you. Now, with your new album, will you release that on cassette as well as vinyl? Yeah, that's the plan. We're um, we definitely want to do a uh, a tape version down the road here. We'll probably release it on our own label, um, Heretic Fire Records. But uh, for now, it's going to be the the LP and the CD. Vinyl's coming out through a group called Diabolic Might out of Germany, and the CD is uh, through Dive Bomb Records here in the U.S. So excellent. Now, I guess um, how can fans acquire the new album? And uh, also, what is some new merch of yours that you have in stock, or maybe just old merch that you have in stock for fans out there that's like maybe from the demo days that just like is still lying around? Um, you know, we got, you know, buttons and maybe a handful of patches and stuff like that. We don't have a lot of merch left because uh, the stuff tends to sell out pretty quick um, lately just with uh, the limited runs that we kind of do because we're just broke. We can only afford to do so much. But um, but other than that, I think the, uh, you know, the merch, you know, there's not really a lot, a lot hanging out. So, um and then as far as uh, getting other stuff goes, you can get it at the, uh, the websites for the labels, DiabolicMightRecords.com or DiabombRecords.com, and we'll have them up on our Bandcamp and our Big Cartel merch site as well. So get it there. So what are some of your favorite black and extreme metal bands on the West Coast? On the West Coast? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really paying attention to new okay, well, right now, I guess. I tend to if I, if I am listening to new bands, it's it's usually because they sound old. Yeah, so I listen to a lot of like Woodstreaker and Midnight and Speedwolf and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I mean, there is definitely like a lot of cool stuff coming in the in the uh, Northwest and the West Coast in general. But uh, I just haven't had a chance to check out a lot of it. Now, are you a fan of any zines or blogs that you could give a shout out to? Um, the one that comes off the top of my head, I suppose, would be uh, War on All Fronts. They're out of uh, Ireland. They did a really cool interview with us in the, in the early days, and uh, they were really supportive of us and put us on their their compilation, which had a lot of other killer stuff on it. Um, so yeah, I like those guys a lot. What kind of compilation was it? Like a CD or a tape? It was uh, it was a CD. Yeah, it's a uh, maybe maybe it was a tape version too. I honestly don't remember, but uh, 
they had a lot of uh, interesting talent from all over the all over the world, like all all subgenres, you know, kind of across the board. There's a band called Chalice on there from uh, Vermont that mm-hmm. does a really cool traditional metal sound that's uh, pretty badass. So, what was this song from you guys on there? It was uh, Species of Bleed. It was the actual the first track on the on the comp. So, awesome. Now. Would you like to go back to any questions? No, man. I think we kind of covered it. I think it's a uh, very, very thorough questioning. <laughs> yeah. Final words, man. Just thanks to everybody that supports us and uh, has uh, either been there from the beginning or has jumped on recently. Uh, we just we appreciate it. And uh, thanks to you, sir, for giving us the, uh, the time to talk about it. Hey, this is the Unholy Weaver of Shadows and Incantations from Bewitcher, and you're listening to Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. <laughs> 